In picking scriptures to tell the story, we really could have started at the very beginning, right back all the way in Genesis 1 with God creating the world, moving on to Genesis 2 and another creation counts in Genesis 3 and what has become known as the fall that really sets the stage for the entirety of the story and God's great work at Christmas continues to go and we find the prophets that we heard from today in 2 Samuel and Micah. We heard from Isaiah. And most of those prophets are speaking these promises about a coming of of a Messiah at times of struggle and suffering to people who are in need of hope. Times like when Jerusalem is destroyed and they're exiled to Babylon and they're wondering, is there a way out or are we lost completely? Has God abandoned us? The story keeps moving from this beginning with this question, what is God doing? Is God still with us or has God left us? Are we lost or will God rescue us? And the prophets promise again and again, no, God is not left. God is with us. And then we get to our Christmas story where we find the promises of the prophets fulfilled. And in the birth of Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, we receive the affirmation that no, God has not in fact left us. And in fact, God is even more present than ever before with us in the flesh, taking on our humanity. And that's not the end of the story, even as we sang in the Canticle of the Turning, which is based upon Mary's Magnificat, her response to the good news that Gabriel brings to her. It's a turning point. The world is about to turn, we sang, and that's what is taking place with our Christmas story. It is not the beginning, it is not the end, but it is a significant turn. And that's part of what makes the way that we tell the Christmas story here within the church, within our gospels, within the larger biblical narrative, different than the way that it's told around us within our cultural Christmas where we bring out all of our holiday decorations and the Christmas music starts playing on the radio. I was actually surprised when I was driving to church this morning and the Sirius XM Christmas stations were still playing. Because usually we get to Christmas Day, it's through and poof. It's gone. Disappears and, you know, then we put the decorations away and I'm all fine and good with that. But what I wonder is what happens to the story. The trappings around it, you know, they wear on me after too long. They tend to play the same songs over and over again, and so eventually I tire of them. Except for Bruce Springsteen's Santa Claus is Coming to Town. That's my favorite. (laughs) But the story, all of this stuff that we talk about around the Christmas season, about gratitude and generosity and family and all of these things, I wonder, do those things get put away just like we're shoving them in a box and hiding them away in our closets until next year? What becomes of these stories of redemption, of the Grinch whose heart grew three sizes that day, and he, the Grinch himself, carved the roast beast? What happens after that? 
All of these Christmas movies that we watch and the songs that we sing, they just sort of end. I mean, does the Grinch just go back to Mount Crumpets and kind of return to his brooding ways? Does his heart revert to its one-third size? Or does he find a way to live in a new community with the Who's down in Whoville? We don't really get the continuation of that or any of the other Christmas stories that maybe you watched or heard this season. Where do we go from there? The question becomes, is this just some temporary, most wonderful time of the year, seasonal thing that we experience together for a few weeks? Or is this something that has fundamentally changed our way of living together? Is it a facade something we put on display for a season? Or is it a transformation? The answer comes only if the story continues. We can't really say about the Grinch or Ebenezer Scrooge or George Bailey or any of those characters what comes next. So Dickens does tell us that Scrooge lives out the Christmas spirit you know, throughout the rest of his life. So he, he gives us a little bit of a hint there. But for the most part, the story ends and we're left to wonder, to hope that things have truly changed, but to not know for sure. It's an open-ended question. But not in our biblical narrative. Within the Gospels, this is just the beginning We're reading from the first couple of chapters when we get these stories about Jesus' birth and the shepherds and whatnot. It's just the very beginning of the story. And then what we see is the continuation that we'll read through the rest of the church here of Jesus' life. It plays out in a person what this means and how the world has changed with God's presence with us in the flesh, in our midst. Something has fundamentally shifted in the way that God is present in creation. God is with us as opposed to being somehow distant. Not a creator from afar, but God made flesh. And that's the transformation. But the question remains, are we transformed? Because if we think about the Christmas story, what we have is a small scene with a few outsiders gathered around this manger and this out-of-the-way thing where, for the most part, not even the people who owned the inn have made space for them. Enjoy to the world, if we would have sung it and I hadn't skipped over it, we would have sang, let every heart prepare him room. At the beginning of the story there, not even the innkeeper will prepare room for them in the house. The question becomes, what about everyone else? What about the family that had ostracized Mary and Joseph because they didn't buy the whole Holy Spirit conception thing? As the story goes on, we'll see how many people don't prepare room for Jesus as ultimately the story continues and he finds himself crucified because there's not room for this transformation. People can't make space. And so becomes of the story, where do we go from here? It's a question that we face every single year, and I think it invites us all to participate in the story, to determine in our own lives, where do we go from here? 
Is it a season that, you know, we, we then put down in our closet or basement, basement with the tree? Or is it a new way that we live in the world in relation to others differently? Do we even believe that that sort of transformation is possible? The Christmas spirit, and I don't mean the decorations and the singing, but the Christmas spirit of generosity and compassion and gratitude. Do we believe that that's something that we can live into throughout the year and throughout our lives? I certainly find it hard to believe and harder to actually maintain. But if we do think about how the story plays out, The good news is that when we find it hard to believe that we aren't simply lost, that humanity, our society isn't just a lost cause, when we, the news all seems to be bad and we struggle to believe that things can ever be transformed, when we're rejecting the transformation, the new life, the new creation that is coming through Christ because we simply can't believe that good news. The story continues through the cross and ultimately the resurrection and the grand message of this whole narrative from Genesis to Revelation is that even when we struggle to believe, God believes in us. Like so many of our Christmas movies and stories that reflect the story, God believes in us, that we are not beyond redemption, that we are not a lost cause, that a better world is possible. And this is the work of Christmas, to make that better world that God assures us is possible because God is with us, to make that our reality. And so the decorations are put away, the music stops playing, our Christmas celebrations conclude And the work of Christmas begins. The story continues. Amen.